So in just a minute, we'll open up to the bigger group, but I just want to share a little bit more about these uh, Dharma songs I played. And one is to express my gratitude to uh, two people in particular, but this whole tradition of Dharma songs that you find in Cambodia. The one is um, to Trent Walker and his teacher, uh, Pramut, who um, uh, really, uh, Trent Walker was a, stu studer, a student, um, a teacher, Pramut. Trent Walker was a student of Pramut and learned this way of, of, of doing these Dharma songs, but also his teacher had this desire to really spread this particular um, way of, in, of engaging in the Dharma. And so he really wanted to spread it. And so it was through both of them that, that these come to us. So I just want to honor these people and that, this tradition in Cambodia. But to also let you know that the, this format of practice, namely the Dharma song, these, these Khmer Dharma songs, uh, gained a resurgence after uh, the, the, the Khmer Rouge genocide. It was a way of, of, of many Cambodians reconnecting to the Dharma and speaking to what they went through and to, uh, to heal and to, to process through that. Um, so I want to bring in the, also the, the context within which these Dharma songs emerge too. Yeah, maybe we can just have a, a chance now if there's, would love to hear about what your experience was or what this evoked for you or any thoughts or reflections around this or questions. I have a very simple comment that some of you may be able to relate to. I don't want to become a foul corpse, but I'm afraid I will. Say your names. Thank you, Jed. Chance, take a yeah. Hi, I'm Chance. Um, yeah, this was really rich and lovely. I love um, singing, and it was cool to have that like brought into the room. And I thought that the style was just like gorgeous, and like I want to do it. And I hope a workshop comes here to teach us. Um, but uh, one of the things that I noticed between hearing the first and the second one, um, I mean, definitely something that hooked me in the first one is that I did know. You know, I recognized the words like dukkha, nicha, anatta. But had I not, I saw myself having that tendency of like distancing, being like, I don't understand this. This is obviously talking about something I can't connect to. Um, this is some ritualistic, you know, thing. And I can imagine myself like walking by maybe uh, a store where I hear music like this and just being like, this is not anything I understand, the experience at all. And, um, but knowing like those words and understanding that there is that like deeper connection to like we are looking to the same wisdom was like really connecting. And um, for me, my mind was really getting me being like, what are the rest of the lines? And so hearing the English version for me was like, oh, and it was really cool that it was in the same style, but it was in a language I understood to kind of like fill that out. But I definitely saw my, um, yeah, my socialization to be like just distancing. Like, I don't understand. That's not my um, background and also a little bit of you know coming up for me was like my um, maybe hypersensitivity to not like want to appropriate 
and be like, I can't sing or I can't really like connect with or like hold on to this because because it's not you know my culture. So just like a lot to be aware of. Yeah, thank you, Chance. You pointed to like so many elements there that um, that resonate for me too. Hi, um, my name is Maggie, and this is my first time here. Um, the experience for me was interesting. I, I chanted before um, with a, my friend of mine that just invited me to a yoga chanting session, so I was like, all right, I'll go, you know? And I definitely enjoyed it, and I definitely felt that it resonated with me. So this is my second time, like, hearing, like, singing. And like you were saying, I didn't understand what they were saying, but I could appreciate the frequency and the sound vibration of the voice and it connected with me, and I did have moments where I would veer off, but at the same time, I was able to observe that I was doing it, as opposed to like, wait, where am I? I'm, I'm in New York, I'm in Manhattan right now, and I think it allowed me to be, because I've been trying to be more conscious of my thoughts, and just in my meditative state and listening, I would listen and hear the sound, and I see the person chanting with like this in-depth feeling, and, and then I would veer off, and I'm like, hey, come back, you know? And I was like, why are you thinking those thoughts? So I was able to sort of kind of clear my mind in a way with some repetitive thoughts and really cut the cord while at the same time coming back to where I was and being present. So I found that to be um, very interesting. And also not fully connecting to it kind of makes me on an intellectual level kind of want to understand it a little bit more and understand why certain things resonate with certain people and you might go to another place and some things might resonate more. So not fully connecting to it kind of makes me want to understand why and getting to that space and understanding what, what was that gap and why do some people resonate right away with certain things and some people don't, you know? So just my own personal curiosity, of course. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you know, just um, to point out that Brian and I checked in a little bit after and we played this before together and we were both noting that it really impacted us this time in a way that it hadn't the last time and so things also resonate for us at different times the same thing can resonate differently at different times so there's so much complexity in there and just want to appreciate you pointing to um, it as a, a tool of awareness too it's something that we don't really do in this tradition is use sound and, and particularly music and musicality as part of our practice is a contemplative um, awareness practice and that that's a possibility too yeah thank you hi i'm alisa um i just first first of all want to say thank you for bringing this music into this space today and introducing us to it because um i've been wondering a lot recently about the role of music in in buddhism and different buddhist traditions and um just kind of confused about it because i sort of under the mistaken belief for a while that music really didn't have a role in Buddhism, that it was sort of seen as a distraction from sort of the purity of, of meditation, or like, like it was hedonistic or something to want to indulge in music. And um, as someone who loves music and is a musician, music's really important. So I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that into the space today. And But then I had this, like, Kind of negative reaction to the songs while they were playing. It was such a foreign style of singing, um, and it was really intense for me. And I, I didn't like it while it was playing, and I was kind of wanting it to be over. And 
I was so excited to hear the songs and then I had this negative reaction and was like mad at myself for not liking it. Um, but then afterwards, when we were doing walking meditation, I, I could feel that listening to it had affected me in some way, even though I had this negative reaction during it. I, I felt like it did something, something good and, and meaningful. So thank you. And I, I want to listen more and learn more. And, yeah. and Can I ask what the negative reaction was like? Like what was evoked? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it was so foreign, like, I, I think, well, Chance, you were speaking to this a little bit, like, it, 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 was, it was so different from anything I had I'd heard, or, you know, I'd heard similar things, but it was, it was really, really, like, the first time I have ever heard that, and I, I guess, yeah, like, this, this feeling of distance from it, and really, like, just, like, I felt like a baby hearing a loud noise that I wanted to, to stop. Like, just this very sort of primal, like, I don't want to hear that anymore. This is hard. This kind of hurts to hear this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. Yeah, thank you. Because I know for me this time it was really painful. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, more so than last time. We, pl we played, we were outside last time, so I don't know if it resonated as much, but there's something really sad about this music. Yeah. It's a, like so much pain. Yeah. The, 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 music itself, not just the words, embodies the pain that's being described. And um, so it, it is uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, I think that I was, I was feeling a lot of pain through the music. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Um, I, oh, my name is Sharon. Uh, I actually loved the pain. Um, I, <laughs> Well, I was telling Chance, I had a, a, a very different reaction to um, just hearing the, the sound and feeling it viscerally in the first one, but with such intensity that it actually opened me up. I was feeling a ringing in my ears, but I didn't want it to stop. It actually created a lot of space for me, and there was something beyond words, something visceral that I just connected with. And so when the second one came, I was just, I was doing cognitive bypass. I couldn't stand listening to the words because it was interfering. I, I found that it mitigated the intensity for me because then I was thinking, oh, there's a word I understand. And I realized how much in my life, in my work, um, the cognitive, the conditioning, all kinds of cognitions really interfere with the, um, uh, anyway, <laughs> interfere. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think there's someone over here. Yeah. I'm Kevin, and um, would I go out and like buy a record of this? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but I mean, it, it's interesting. I really, I appreciated how technical it was. I mean, it was really, I thought you were gonna make us try to sing it in English and I was like, oh my God. Like, I was just like, I gotta get out of here. This is like, this is really hard. Um, so I appreciate that someone else got to do that. Um, but I, I wanted to say that um, I appreciate the directness of the language. 
it is, I liked the English version, because it is, I mean, this is, it doesn't mince words. And, um, and I am, you know, I was talking um, before, like, I, I just, um, I'm in a, I've had, like, surgery, I might have to have another surgery, I'm in a lot of physical pain. And that, I could see myself singing that first verse, like, just like, it's, um, in the way in which it was sung, I don't, I, I don't think I was like, you know, it's, it's like interesting, like some music is not meant to be pretty or to be, you know, soothing, um, but it's just direct, it's pointing to you. And I, I really like that last part of caring for your heart, making your heart soft. It's a nice kind of letdown from this, you know, <laughs> just nothingness, pain, um, impermanence kind of talk. Thank you. Maybe one more, myself. Hi, <clears throat> my name is Lisel. Um, so I, I definitely felt my body do a lot of things. Um, like I felt like a core feeling, um, and then I felt like relief, like, oh yeah, like I feel this, kind of like, it felt like when I was a teenager and I would like listen to like really sad music, like brooding and like, but it was different, it was like, um, I don't know, it, I wasn't like spiraling into it. it, I was like really like, yeah, this this is true for me. Um, and so that I felt like a lot of relief, and I actually wanted to sing it. I was I thought we were gonna sing it, and I was like, yes, like I really, and we did it. But I'm gonna go home and try to sing it. So. <laughs> we have time actually for one more. Was there someone over here? Yeah. Thank you. Hi, my name is Dom, um, and I use they, them pronouns, just FYI. Um, I love hearing music like this. I think it has a lot of emotional resonance for me, um, but it, and so I just, at first was just enjoying the, um, I love hearing music that's in this like other scale that has more, more notes and the technicality. Um, but then for me also, you know, um, singing is a part of my meditation practice and my spiritual practice and has been for a long time, but I feel a lot of sorrow because the music really reminded me of like some of my um, uh, like ancestors' music, uh, Tamilian music. And I, when I hear that music, it's like, why didn't I get to learn how to sing like this? You know. And I was even after it ended, I was like trying to hold the music in my head, and I was like, I don't have this training, I don't have this practice. Um, so it brought up a lot of that sorrow of like the disconnection, but I think also recognizing, you know, this is um, music that seems really familiar, but it's from a different, you know, Asian history in Cambodia um, and feeling that interconnectedness of like, oh, I can still connect to this on a deep level, even though this isn't, um, isn't exactly the same as what I like grew up listening to, right? Um, so I really appreciate it. Thank you for bringing that into the space. Thank you for naming that, too, because that's such an important element of what we're talking about of when what gets left out, um, that, you know, there's, um, I think whitewashing is an appropriate term here when we remove some of these cultural elements, even ones that are more modern, 
last night we had that conversation about modern and traditional, and there's this modern resurgence of Khmer songs, but how it can touch so many people, not only for the social history of realizing that this is relevant for Cambodian people for what they've been through, um, but touches into so many cultures that can, it can feel connected to this because of the musicality and its relationship. So it's a really important point that you, you bring up. Thank you. One of the things I was struck about, uh, just the, the sharing, was the, the multiplicity of different experiences around the same thing. And I think, again, this is what we're trying to emphasize is, is how we're situated, which is so complex in and of itself, um, and the time of day and all other things, impact how these certain practices land for us. And I think some of what we're trying to hear, do here is just to open up the door to broaden what it means to do a spiritual practice, rather than uh, so often what I've noticed about my whole practice kind of trajectory is that so much of the teachings that I've been given, even in these different traditions, is this is how you practice and this is how you do it, and it can feel so confining. So just to, to, to open that, and, and, and so the, the intention is not to get to a place where like, Okay, so now all of you have to learn how to do, you know, Khmer singing in this particular way, and you, you have to figure out how this is going to work for you. That's not the intention. It's just to, to open up different possibilities, and what's going to happen is some things are going to land for some people and not for others, or it will land in particular ways. I think that's more the intention behind this, is, is beginning to ask these questions um, as community and individually. I think Kathy is going to lead us into lunch practice.